Hello and welcome to Tales of the Uncharted Territories. Ooh, yes, we're we're doing another fanfic and we're following up on Oh yes, hello, I'm Kaki. I'm Kay. Yeah, of course. And this it. is like the Tales of the Uncharted Territories. The the stories, stories. so farscape in this case. Yes. Okay, Ooh. because we've just come from uh Wait for the Wheel, where we mm. said goodbye to Virginia Hay as oh. And so I asked our supporter and friend of the show, Kathy. Uh, who has sent us some excellent suggestions before. If she had any suggestions for stories that would be a good send-off for for Zan. And she emailed me back and she said, as for your timely request for Zan's goodbye, I gift you Astro Girl's Zan Thickathon here. Now, all these fics are short, around 600 words, and it looks like, so this is on astrogirl2.livejournal.com slash 281380.html. Okay. Uh, these seem to be stories that were written by uh, uh, popular fanfic writers, uh, and this is in 2005, by the way, for other popular fanfic writers. Right. I'm, I'm looking at some of the names here, and it's just like Lil Bannock Slave really pops out there. <laughs> these <laughs> are the, yep. As a live journal name. <laughs> the live journal usernames of these, of these people. And now all of these are safe for K, except for Red Star Robot wrote the Eidolon job for uh, Kerna Zelda. Kerna Zelda uh-huh. the, uh, wrote a fic that oh, we so recently they, read. They're, they're writing stories for each other. Yes. Oh, that's quite nice. Yeah. So they're all going to be quite short. And, and with the exception of, unfortunately, the Eidolon job, I thought that we'd read... All of these stories. Oh. We'll have the stories of the uncharted, uh, uncharted territory. Oh wow, that's quite that's that's quite a list. Uh, all right, yeah, let's go for it. That sounds fantastic. So the first one is a, a story that Astro Girl Two wrote for Snowgrouse, the thermodynamics of the soul. And she says, "Here's my contribution. Okay, here's my own Xanathon. Oh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Written for Snowgrouse, who asked for well, a long, complicated paragraph full of things. Really. Oh, so they all asked for something. Hmm. They're all custom. Oh, these are like so, custom commissions. So it's kind of like a uh, you know a secret Santa for uh, <gasps> short fanfics. Oh, that's kind that's of so cool. Yeah. Well, a long, complicated paragraph full of things, really, but mainly boiling down to mostly focusing on Zan and her giving her life to Aaron and Zan's spiritual journey. And that, oh wow, contains early season three spoilers. But Kathy has told us that it's safe for Kay, yeah. and she has okay. not steered us wrong. Very the good. Thermodynamics of the Soul by Astro Girl. Searching for Aaron's spirit is like plummeting through ice. It surrounds her in layers, some formed in life, some added in death. But deep within, Zahn knows with all the certainty of her heart lies a flame. Aaron's soul has always burned brightly. It's one of the things Zahn has always found beautiful in her. When she reaches it at last, it's a dim, flickering thing, but it's burning still. And embers that have not yet died can always be rekindled. Zahn knows precisely how it may be done. Light gives birth to light. Warmth engenders warmth. It is the fundamental teaching of the goddess, and it is something Zahn has always known, although it has taken her many cycles to learn how the flame of her own soul might be tuned to illuminate rather than destroy. Do you know who you are? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So this is going to be Zahn's emotional goodbye episode. (laughs) Are we still doing... Okay, no, I'm with it, I'm with it. Aaron answers, but the words are cold. Peacekeeper, rank and regiment, things of ice. Now, Aaron, you are light. (laughs) I can't do it. No, Aaron, you are light. You are flame. You are beautiful, and I've come to return you to the world. They move together, merging. Zahn's soul passing through the ice to join the flame. The cold aches and burns, but she welcomes it. 
knowing that there's nothing it can do but melt inside her. Delvians have always been impervious to cold, sebaceans susceptible to heat. The symmetry pleases her. Oh my god, and me too. Already she can feel the transfer beginning. Warmth flows from her, warmth given to her by the goddess, and by all those who have opened their hearts to her, as she opens hers now to Aaron's son. Why are you doing this? You already know the answer, Aaron. There's only ever one answer. Love. Love. Love and potentially like the DIY... The DRDs uh, um, are uh, being <laughs> noisy out here. Yes, our neighbouring DRDs are drilling in the walls. Okay, we have to keep going. They're drilling in the walls? That's not what I said. Oh. I did, I'm not making up new words I for mean, you. I mean, drilling, frilling, it's like drilling, drilling, <laughs> drilling, drilling. Oh, wait, you think there's a, there's a DRD swingers party in the oh, walls? Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, well, love is the warmth melting through the inner fire. Love is the light that guides soul to soul. Love is what makes the world outside this place of ice worth returning to. Zan has known love, more love than she has ever deserved. It is shining all around her, even now. And all she needs to do is give some of it, and then Aaron will have the chance to know it too. It's an easy choice to make. But Aaron doesn't want her to make it. Stop resisting, Aaron. Accept this. Please, you told me once that love was meant being willing to fight and die for your fellow beings. You're right. You taught me something that, in my selfishness, I had forgotten. It was a lesson I needed to learn. Allow me to apply it now. I love you, Aaron. Let me show you. Take this gift in exchange for all you have given me, and do not fear what it will cost. Whatever light and warmth I give you, the goddess will return to me a thousandfold. I know that now. And, oh, the ache of desire in her for that warmth is so much greater than the ache of the emptiness and the cold. No. The word is like a dagger of ice as Aaron forcibly thrusts her away, and she tumbles back to her body, her heart pierced by a thousand frozen shards. Beside her, her lover's light spills uselessly into the cold, and she spares a moment to wonder if the grief she feels is for herself, or for Aaron, or for him. And then, and then Aaron emerges, radiant to save them, to save her, and she knows she will find the light she seeks after all. Oh my god, that's beautiful. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank you, Astro oh. Girl. Uh, That's a very touching story. I'm seeing here on Live Journal that uh, Astro Girl has, like, her her user icon is Zan cradling, or uh, Star cradling Zan, mm. and her status is Zantastic. And she also says, My meme life is way more interesting than my real one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next up, back to the Zan Ficathon, Ficathon uh, uh, master list, which is by uh, a Kerna Zelda, I hope I'm saying that right, who wrote a fic that we recently uh, read as well, who wrote Solicitude for Voleurs, or Voleurs. Voleurs, yeah. I think. Ooh, I'm getting an adult content notice here. Oh dear, well, yes, yes we I are over least... 18 years old. Yes, so, spoilers for early season one, rating PG, 600 word count. Thank you to Astro Girl 2 for running the Ficathon. And a summary, Voleuse's request, Rigel, Economics and Philosophy. Ooh, what a combo. Ooh, that sounds great. The voice was raucous with glee, and the throne sled whined and wobbled as it adjusted for its passengers' erratic motions. Oh, economy and philosophy, the stuff of tutors' dull tirades. No dominar of my pedigree should ever stoop to petty trade. Is this Gilliv Gilbert and Sullivan? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it could have been. Silberth and Gullivan. They're, they're, you know, they're Farscape. The Sylvatians, yes. <laughs> uh, or Scarons. That sounds more like Scaron names. He dipped into the... Hy uh, 
<clears throat> he dipped into the Hurlian grapes and by the pinched brow ridges of the proprietor Ooh. had done so without paying. <laughs> Zahn directed an apologetic smile at the being, fluttering her fingers down on either side of her head. The green-skinned merchant eyed her, pupils narrowed to slits. The heavy forehead smothered after a moment, smooth after a moment. What's a Delvian doing with a thieving sly knot like that? Dan, Zan dipped her chin on me, her smile growing edged under the softness of her voice. He is my shipmate, she said, lashes lowered. She curled a finger through the pale green trellis that supported the vines. It has been several weekends since we encountered a hospitable planet. Rigel is understandably pleased to find food to his taste. A shrug of her shoulders shifted the neckline of her thin gauze drapery, and the Hurlian eyes, the Hurlian's blue eyes widened. I Ooh. just got a really good visual image of her doing exactly that yes. shoulder shrug, and yes. yes, that's like such a good description oh. of how Zan moved. Delvian, Delvians are rare in these parts, she said. <laughs> Perhaps you can tell me if the stories are true. Gold-green bracelets clanked when a green hand came to rest behind, beside Zan's. I'm drawless. I wonder if... Okay, so this proprietor is Hurlian. We don't know that species, but she's got green bracelets and a green hand. And I'm getting sort of vibes of, oh, Liko from uh, that old Black Magic. Yeah. Right? He was red, wasn't he? He was red. But yeah, apparently there's a a lot of uh, funky proprietors. Mm. Pa'u Zotozan. She dispensed with the ritual greeting and laid her fingers atop the Hurlians. I visited the Hurlian embassy on Delvia once when I was a child. And now you're a pa'u. The slitted eyes grew round and dark. You wouldn't try to cheat an honest woman of her livelihood, of course. <laughs> oh, I like these. <laughs> Zan reached down with one hand and clinked the soft pouch at her waist. Do not fear what the Hynerian took I shall pay full price for. She moved nearer, and their hands on the trellis twined. Ooh, I trust you will tally the cost fairly. Mm-hmm. A faint rustle of fabric was the only sound for a moment, then breathlessly. A pleasure to make your acquaintance, Zoto-san. Oh, so she's she's not like an old-timey prospector anymore? No, I guess like she's gone a little bit more uh, uh, soft silks and sultry looks. And yours. After a micro or two, Zan stepped back, retrieving her hand from the other's moist grip. Ooh. Ooh. She drew in a deep breath, eyes half-closed. A most equitable trade. A light green palm caressed her upper arm, and then a round, cool globe was rolled against her parted lips. A sample of other wares. The grape was thin-skinned and split between Zan's teeth. Tart juice sluiced over her tongue. An errant drop rolled down her chin, and a thick-nailed finger stopped it, glided upward to the swell of her bottom lip. I can see why this is like uh, uh, (laughs) NC-17. Get me to the painting couch. I've got a case of the vapors. Uh, Zan licked the finger clean. Her eyes gleamed. I see now why Rigel succumbed so quickly. Your fruits are very fine. She inclined her head, brushed the finger of one hand over Dralis's wrist, and folded the other around the woman's ear, finding the pressure points of her skull. A twist of her wrist, and the Hurlian gasped, eyes fluttering. So that was like a, uh, a Delvian neck pinch that we're seeing here? Yeah. Uh, anyway, when the merchant recovered, microts later, she squeezed Zahn's hand. It has been an, an honor, Pa'au, she murmured, blue eyes sharpened. And now, for what your shipmate took? Currency exchanged hands and both women nodded Mutual satisfaction achieved Yeah, I bet Bit of the force sensation there Hmm. Zan turned her head Taking one last look about the trellises and struts and cords Twined with vibrant greenery and ripe fruit Full and blue on the vines She sighed 
I should like to stay longer, but our journey is not yet over. There is never an end to the journey, Pau. But sometimes a moment of rest makes it easier to go on. Oh. Warm eyes held hers. You are wise, Zan murmured, bowing her head. Thank you for the moment. She sketched a gesture and departed. There was a Hynerian to contain and a Leviathan waiting to carry them onward. Oh, oh. that's a lovely little uh, short. Oh, thank you, Krenazelda, and apologies if I'm still mispronouncing your name, because I, I don't quite know. Okay. If we are doing this correctly. Okay, so we're moving on from that to one by Lil Bannock Slave, who wrote Pow Wow Taco for Empty Gat, which I'm deeply curious about now. Oh, so Pow Wow Taco. So my challenge, says says Lil Bannock Slave, was to write more SZ, damn it. I guess Stark Zan? I suppose. Slash Z. Yeah, oh, there's a slash sense. in there. Yeah. But not overly angst-filled. Writing a not overly angst-filled S slash Z for someone whose icon proudly bears the word cannon whore. Oh, okay. my God. That sounds more like a talent thing, but, you know. Especially because there's two N's in cannon That's whore. That's what I mean. <laughs> okay, so I give you Pow Wow Taco, only a teensy-winsy bit of angst in the middle, but blink and you would miss it. I aim for a warm, fuzzy, and light. And a huge thank you for Red Star Robot for volunteering her time in the correction of my horrendous grammar and mistakes. That and something about noodles. <laughs> noodles. Stark, does your kind eat? Nothing. Because Rigel said it like he hasn't seen you all day. Still nothing. Stark, if you don't answer me in three microns, I'm going to blast through the door. Oh, so it's Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, Aaron was greeted with a sign that the bannock was still alive. A broken tool flew between the balls of the bars of the cell door. Broken. A few microns later, it was followed by two more tools that looked like they had been welded together into a globular mass. Broken. What are you doing? He appeared at the door, leaning on the bars as if they were the only thing keeping him upright. Not enough time. Left it too long. Couldn't find parts when I had time, and now I have them, and I don't have time. Oh, this is Stark. Yes. I, oh, yeah, I thought you were doing a great Stark. Oh, thank you. Well, I haven't really put my back into it, but... <laughs> Couldn't really find parts when I had time, and now I have them, and I don't have time. Not enough time for what? Aaron asked. Part of her wishing for a bigger pulse rifle. Do. <laughs> Stark shook his head and dropped his voice to a whisper. Big secret. Little secret. Secret. He retreated back into the shadow, gnarled claws. <laughs> no, what does it have in his pockets? <laughs> Stark! And he returned to the door. Are you coming to eat? Stark's single eye widened as he considered the offer. Not hungry, busy, very busy. With a shrug to herself, Aaron left the bannock to whatever little project he was working on. Broken! Another tool hit the wall. Another tool hit the wall. Yeah! Another, Another tool, tool hit, hit the, the wall. Yeah! So, this powwow taco, is it like a birthday? Pau Watao. It is the anniversary of her Delvian seek. So, a birthday. <laughs> Crichton turned back to Dargo and lifted his head to one side. The Luxon seemed to find an imperfection on the floor absolutely fascinating. Of course, within the past couple of days, Dargo had discovered that his son was alive, a slave, and about to be auctioned like a piece of property. Not an easy package. Crichton turned his own attention to the view of the commerce planet Moya was orbiting, one of the few that did not have want, one of the few that did not have wanted beacons all over its surface. So we can have a celebration or something, Gianna said, munching on a food cube. Yeah, do we get a powwow cake? I think this is Dargo again, so I'm going. Oh the, I, I, no, no, no! Oh, I've, I've got oh, one. Oh, sorry, yeah. The Pauatau is a time of quiet meditation and reflection on one's past and future. It sounds more like it's like something that Zan would say, since considering these are Zan's They seem to be stories. talking about her. Oh, fair point, yeah. 
So, no keg? <laughs> Quiet meditation, Chiano said. Frell, what do people do for fun? Step into the light. Crichton accompanied his theory with a strange impression of a more pleasured zone that Chiano joined playfully. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to have a party. Chiana finished her food cube with an accomplished swallow. Things have been getting frell since Stark got here. Hey, where is the Phantom of the Opera? He offered his services at a Waybringer. Zan accepted. Crichton and Chiana looked at each other and then back at Dargo. Is that a proposition? Gianna asked, confused. Dargo's eyes still had not left the spot on the floor. It was actually quite an interesting shape, like someone had stepped on a bug. Maybe someone had. A waybringer is an anchor to keep her path back to this world while she ventures into the next. You know, Kathy has complimented us on our Dargo voices. Oh, wow. <laughs> and no others. So... <laughs> <laughs> Chiana had several visuals that went with the word anchor. Hey, how come you know all about this? I was once her waybringer myself. Chiana now had several visuals she didn't want that went with the word anchor. Aww. <laughs> I'm going down to the planet for supplies. No crackers, Triton and Dargo chorused as she left. <laughs> Good one. Throughout his work that day, Stark had been practicing the chant he now muttered unto his breath. Lakmarukabi, Lakmarukabi. Oh, no, no, no. A, a different one. Holding one of Zan's hands in his own, he used his free hand to sprinkle incense over the candle that sat between them. The purple flakes shimmered in the flame. Eyes closed. With, only, with the only sound Stark's whispering voice as he held her hands in his own, Zan found her mind wandering to the first night after they had met. His mind had screamed within hers, and she had gone to his new quarters, only to find him curled up in the corner. Sleeping, awake, sleeping awake, he had awoken in the darkness, and he had been dreaming of the cell. Oh, she remembered when she had once had the same dreams. Had they been dreams? Her whole life, as she knew it, could be an illusion? She knew what had kept her grounded, and she had helped him sleep the same way, with soft words and the occasional touch. He had asked her once, you remember your homeworld? I remember my homeworld's sun. It was so bright in the morning over the pastures and the flowers would open to it. That sounds like a Delvian sex thing. Ooh, yes, it would. A bit cool planet, guys. <laughs> in the springtime, we would sleep in the fields and awaken to its touch on our skin. Living on a ship, I sometimes forget the feeling of such simple pleasures. They come so rarely now. Her mind drifted with the aid of the incense, and she found herself floating out of her body. Stark's voice was now little more than a hum in the background, as the goddess's only commanding, yet gentle voice sung her name. She remembered her childhood growing up, her decision to become a priest while she sat in the corner of her cell. She remembered her contentment at the simplest things, working beside Dargo in the fields, the gardens of Bernie, Aww. the birth of Talon. Oh, wow. Oh. And then there was the darkness in all these things. Sinister, sometimes even fatal. She struggled to contain her hatred for those elements of the world, her anger. No, she was not a creature of revenge, of pain. Rigel's soul still screamed in her mind. Someone once said to her that past was past. Nothing could be changed. Forever set in stone were her actions. Goddess, I beseech thee. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why is she a prospector now? Sorry, I just... <laughs> <laughs> no, I celebrate your choices, Kay. I'm just, I'm just really deeply interested into this fiction you're creating. Uh, Zan! Stark's voice was faint. She had gone too far. Uh, now, you, hang on. Yeah? Wait, uh... 
it's, oh, it's sorry. Stark no, is sorry. yelling for, for Zap. Yeah. Sorry, I accidentally my, my finger slipped on the on the on the prompter, so I was, <laughs> okay. I was looking at the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Zan! Stark's voice was faint. She had gone too far. He was calling her back. The return to reality was gradual. She could almost feel each part of her spirit as it slowly slid back into her body. She sighed and opened her eyes into Stark's own, looking concerned at first, but instantly brightening when she gave him a reassuring smile. She donned her clothing. I felt your spirit scream, Stark said. Oh, she's been naked this whole time. Cool. Uh, my past is one of darkness. This journey will be hard, but it is one I must take. She's very emo here. Yes, yeah, like swoon. <laughs> Are you going to continue? I should rest a while first. Nodding. Perhaps you should get me some chicken wings, medium spicy. <laughs> oh, that is the only thing. The planet won't, no, the planet doesn't like tomatoes. <laughs> Nodding, her companion leaned, leaned forward and blew the candle out. They sat in silence, Zahn considering her journey to come, Stark waiting for the right moment. I have something I wish to show you. Oh, I'm finding my Stark. Yes. He struggled to get the sentence out, growing shy. Had the situation been any different, Zahn would have laughed, but he looked so vulnerable then that she placed her hand upon his arm instead. Show me. He picked up the small bag he had brought with him, moving the candle to one side to place it on the floor before them. Inside was a small black box with silver trimming, circular in shape. I made this for you. Again, taking her hand into his, he helped her to open the box. I want to thank you for your own kindness, for the way you have helped everyone. The dim shadows were replaced by a fantastic glow that filled the room, at once orange and yellow and red, and she gasped, eyes closing as the light bathed her skin like the rays of her homeworld sun so many cycles ago. She remembered playing in the fields, her father's voice calling to her as the morning meal was prepared, the music of the morning. She remembered smiling, laughing with her friends. She remembered peace. It was with a sense of sadness that she closed the box again, lifting it to hold it close to her heart. It is so you never forget the light, Stark said, avoiding eye oh. contact shyly. Memories of their first night together flooded back to her again, and with her free hand she reached out to touch his face, tilting his head up so that his eye looked into hers. No, Zahn could not change the pain of her past, but neither could she remove the light. It was this that she would carry. She would walk into the future renewed, a being of the goddess's will and strength. In her future actions, she could hope to mend her past mistakes and make amends to anyone she had hurt. She could help others as she had once been helped, offering healing and guidance. Yes, she could feel it. The goddess beside her, behind her. She could feel the divine arms surround her, holding her up when she would stumble. And Stark... She would walk forward with him, and when the time came, she would work to help others at any cost. Thank you, my dear Stark. <laughs> Jesus Christ, fucking Jesus. You didn't hear that. I know I didn't edit it out with a, with a fun bloop this time, but you didn't, I didn't, Daddy, Daddy didn't mean it. At these words, oh God, at these words, he smiled in a way she had never seen him smile before. Moving to sit beside him, her arms were resting upon his. She placed the box before them and slowly unbuckled his mask and gathered him into a gentle embrace. This journey they would take together. Oof. Oh, yeah. that's really, really beautiful. Yeah, that's a touching story. Okay, well, I, I see we still have a bunch of stories still to go, so how about we save those for next time? 
Sounds like a fantastic plan. So this time we've done Astro Girl 2's The Thermodynamics of the Soul, Kerna Zelda's Solicitude, and now also Lil Bannock Slave's Pow Wow Taco. I'm really excited for the I'm rest. I'm looking forward to reading the rest of these next time on Stories of the Uncharted Territories. Territories. Bye-bye. <laughs>